everyone welcome to ease talk episode 11 and as we have been sharing this week we have a guest and this is our first guest so we're super excited to have an author in the house brandy epps and i have her book here so tonight the topic is i'm worth it and we'll be coming from her book awake worthwhile so we're excited to touch on um, some, some, me and Mikey both read the book, so we're excited to kind of touch on some points that we um, like in the book. But Brandy is also going to uh, talk tonight about her process in writing the book and just the thought process behind the book. But first, I would like to give you the scripture for tonight. <clears throat> oh, let, let me, I'm sorry, y'all. We introduce ourselves every Thursday. I'm your sis, Demisha. Mikey, show. I'm your sis, Mikey. And I'm your special guest, sis, who's here <laughs> for this Thursday evening. I'm Brandy, guys. So glad to be in the house on East Talk Podcast. Yay, we so happy to have you, Brandy. <laughs> so the scripture for today is coming from Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So before we get into, before Brandy starts talking, I just want to say that the, the topic tonight is I'm worth it. So knowing that you're worth the wait. And I remember T.D. Jakes preaching a sermon and it was something that he said that really stuck out to me because he said, you have to be hungry enough to wait. And that was powerful because you're thinking, oh, I, I, I think I'm hungry. You know, I'm chasing it. I'm going after it. So, you know, most people think that if you're a go-getter, you you know, you what they call it, a gold digger and all this type of stuff, that you're hungry. But sometimes you have to know the difference between being hungry to go after the wrong thing or being hungry enough to wait for the right thing. So that was very powerful to me. And it just ties right into the book that Brandy wrote talking about your waiting season and how we should respond in our waiting season. Because, you know, it's all about our response with God, you know, how we respond in every season of our lives. And every season is important because every season is a part of our path, our journey, our purpose and our promises. 
So I want to turn it over to my good sis Brandy and let her go ahead and talk about this amazing book, y'all. I I read the book. I love the book. I got the hard copy and the soft copy. So I encourage you guys to go to Amazon or to her website. And that's wholehearted. Is it what's your website? It's uh brand www.brandyholeheartedly.com. Yes. yes, so you can go there and get your, your hard copy. You can do a Kindle soft copy. You can do both because you can support my girl. So how about that? <laughs> so, thank Brandy, you. I'll turn it over to you. Yes. Well, again, thank y'all so much for having me out. And I first want to just say that anybody who has purchased the book, um, immediately you'll see it's a short read. It's not very long. It gets right to the point. Uh, but the most um, instrumental piece in the book is in the back where there's a journal. And I did that yeah. uh, primarily because when I was going through a season of waiting, I had just experienced like, a, I won't say a bad breakup, but just a breakup that affected me and I could not shake it. Like I just couldn't understand why God was putting me in this position all over again. Right. And I took to writing. And so when I would write, I would just, you know, whenever I would feel down or when I felt like I was lonely or just by myself, I took to writing. And that's basically how I came up with this book. I, I wrote out my thoughts, my feelings, and I just started to figure out, I was like, maybe there's a reason God has me here. Like maybe right. he's trying to teach me something. Maybe, you know, there's something I'm not grasping when I'm in these relationships. And so um, that's really how the premise of the book and how I, it got to be what it was. And so I would pick the book up and put it down and write things and you know, put them to the side. I even wrote a piece out. I'll, I'll tell you this. I even wrote a piece out and then I, something happened with the phone I was in. You know, now we don't really just write on paper. Like some of my things were on paper right. in a journal copy, but I got to the point where I was typing it into the notepad on my phone and lost all that information. Aww. And had to literally, <laughs> I had to start from scratch with the things that I had just in my paper copy. And so luckily I did still have a paper journal. So, Look, don't completely go digital, guys. You you might need to keep the hard copy somewhere on the side. But yes, yeah, so think I think I'm that. old school for that. I, I I write stuff out. Hey, sometimes you. you know, like I I I write like my book. I wrote it out longhand before I typed oh, it, wow. and that is so strange. People people don't do that. But no, while you're don't. talking about the the premise of your book, I just want to bring up. I remember in our conversation, you were saying like some of the things that you had wrote years ago as you were thinking about writing your book as you went through another relationship and then quarantine it kind of shifted your your direction too oh yeah that so that definitely happened that's actually how it got completed was uh quarantine i was thriving in a relationship everything was going well and i won't even say things went wrong but we just kind of realized that you know if you look at things long term things weren't going the direction that we needed them to go and so you know we're, we're at the age now i'm 36 years old. So I'm at the age now where, you know, you don't really have time to, right. to waste. You want to, if a relationship isn't serving its purpose, or if you feel like um, the two of you aren't moving in the right direction, you have to kind of part ways and just be okay with that. And so I was able to get out of the relationship. Um, that was in April. We just kind of parted ways on good terms, still, you know, decent friends now to where we can communicate. But that April, from April till June, I took to writing. Not only were we in a pandemic, but I had the freedom and the focus right. to be able to finish the book. And I think the Lord did that for a reason. I, I feel like he knew that I needed to get this word out to people yeah. about waiting. And I feel like he said, you know what? 
I need to position you to be in a season of waiting so you can give the people the real deal because you can't give them, you can't talk to them about waiting. If you sit in a relationship right now, like, you're not waiting anymore. <laughs> For real. You, right. So the, it's like the most authentic part of it is that I'm not telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I'm going through right now. Most definitely. And, yeah. and you see that throughout the course of the book. You see several opportunities where I speak on experiences um, I don't drop any names or do anything like that or give any descriptions or that matter. But I do go into full detail about things that I experienced just because I feel like I feel like most people don't do that anymore. You know, right. people shy away from telling people their business. Oh, I don't want somebody to look at me this way or I don't want somebody to judge me for, you know, the things I've gone through when in actuality. People need to know the real. They they need to know that exactly. there are people out there who are going through the same things that they are so that they feel like, you know what, if this person can overcome and this person can thrive in what they're doing, so can I. And so that's, that's, that's so really true. And I think, I think, Brandy, what I really appreciated is the fact of how real you were in that book. And I think we do shy away from transparency because we're always talking about, I don't want people in my business and all that, you know. But the, the thing about it is helping somebody else. And I like how you talked about when you're in that place, sometimes you get on social media and all these feelings you start having, like, well, why she this and that? I like the fact that you put those real thoughts in there because it, some somebody can pick this book up and be like, oh, yeah, I relate to that, you know? So right. it's, it's all those real moments that you included that people can relate to. And then so when they're picking it up, you know, it like we always say, sometimes we're the only Jesus people see. So our representation is what people see. So if somebody picked your book up and say they didn't know the word or they didn't know God, you you can connect to them on their level first. And right. then as they're reading about your experience, they get to connect with the word of God too. So I, I like that combination, you know, the word and, hey, this is my realness. This is my struggle right yes. now. Yes. And that, really, that's me in a nutshell. It's, it's about balance because yeah. I know that I'm a Christian woman. Um, I even wore my shirt today. It says Christian yet, but am I perfect? No. Like everything is like a yep, no. You know, I, I do I have faith? Yes. But do I slip up? You know, I yeah. do that as well. You know, nobody's perfect. And so I think people need to understand that, that there's there's a balance and, it, and it's okay. You know, it, it's okay to be a Christian woman, but you still experience, you know, looking at people and comparing yourself to them yeah. or feeling like, well, I'm I getting left behind. You know, that, that happens, that we're human beings. So it's bound to happen at some point in time. So, yeah. That's that's so true because um what we fail to realize is that people have to see that that struggle, you know, they have to see that those slip-ups. Not they have to see them, but it's like if you have a message mm -hmm. when people can see that oh okay, she it, she went through it. You know, it kind of pull them in to know cuz I know like when I write a blog and I and I talk about certain things it's a I'm amazed by people that can come to me and say, Oh, I was a teen parent because I'm looking at oh, like you're a VP and you come up to me and say, You're you're a teen, you were a teen parent. So I'm thinking I have it I've inspired people through my book, but then she inspired me to know that oh I can be a VP. So it's like <laughs> it goes both ways when right. people share. That's true. So I, I like you know the chapters. And your the P's that you use, your seven P's. Do you want to talk about your seven P's? 
I do. So um, in the beginning, I kind of allow people to kind of ponder on what is a waiting season, because you you hear that term and then, you know, people have their own various ways that they like to define that term. And so for me, I just kind of I make wait a waiting season comparable to a waiting room. You know, I kind of lay it out and give you the yeah. whole room experience, because let me tell you, I have dislocated the shoulder of mine. I can't tell you how many times <laughs> in the book, I say well, one or 10 times, somewhere between two and 10 times, you know, it's happened. What should we be doing, Brandy? I need, I need to get a fix. <laughs> Basically, I need to get a fix. But, it, but, being, but being in a waiting room, you know, you're waiting for the doctors. They have you signing all this paperwork. They have you doing this, that, the third, all before they take you back and get the procedure done. Right. And it's just like being in a waiting season. You're like, Lord, come on. Like, I've been here for forever. Like, let's get with the program. Right. But you realize just like when you're in a waiting room, you realize that all those steps are necessary. They can't process you and pull you in the back and get your x-rays done. They can't even properly treat you until they go through all these various steps. And the waiting season is the exact same way. God like can't it. bless you until he, he literally takes you through steps and shows you what it is that you need to see within to get you to the point that you're trying to arrive to. You can't just arrive. Like, it's not, you I know, like it's, it. it's not that simple. And so the, the way that I set the book up, I kind of, you know, allow people to think about that for a second. And then, like you said, I go into the other P's and um, I like the acronym. Um, I thought about this after I wrote the book, an acronym for weight being wise actions during inopportune times. Because Ooh. when you're waiting, you, yeah, look, T-shirt coming soon. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Come on, send T-shirt. I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Yeah, so so really the book is just actionable steps that people can take while they're in the wait. Because what I what I don't want to see people do is that I'm waiting and Lord bring them to my doorstep or right. if, if I'm not, you know, and a lot of us aren't really getting out the house like that to be able to meet somebody. So how is he going, you know, is Lord going to uh, telepathically send him through my walls or what's going to happen? Like, right. how is he going is he to gonna just plop him in like that? Right, <laughs> plop him right in front of me. Hey, Oh, handsome little handsome thing sitting right here. No, that's not gonna be the Amazon driver. You know, uh uh, I tell mine to leave, I tell mine to leave mine on my porch. I would never see him. So no, that's not a picture of your package. Yeah, that's it right there. Just just send it to me. I'll pick it up once you drop it on my porch, but yes. So (laughs) but anyway, uh y'all are so funny. (laughs) But um, yeah, so could you give us that acronym again? Sure. It's um, wise actions. And the during is just kind of like a, a bonus word, but wise actions during inopportune times. And that's really the premise of the book. It gives you yes, I like several that. action steps that you can take uh, while you're waiting so that you yourself can be personally and spiritually developed. So I kind of talk about first uh, prepare. That's my first P. And in this piece, it's like you you have to shift from the mindset of looking at everybody like, man, he or she has this or why am I not being blessed in this way? You have to shift from comparing yourself to somebody mm-hmm. and you have to move more into the process of what am I going to do right now to prepare right. for those things that I'm asking God to bless me with? So I'm asking him to bless me with the mate. OK, well, what am I doing in the meantime? Am hmm. I learning how to cook? Am I learning how to, you know? do things around the house that I might need to be necessary as a wife or, you know, am I, am right. I already covering him in prayer? Like what, what am I doing to prepare for that? Oh, if I'm somebody that. who is right. And if I'm somebody who is preparing to be pregnant one day and I just have not been able to get there, I've, you know, suffered through miscarriages. What am I doing right now to prepare for that? 
Yeah. I could be, you know, working out. I could be, you know, surrounding myself with people who already have children. So I know what it's like when I do have my own child. I could be reading right. up on books and you know, doing that type of thing. There's so many things you can prepare, even if financially you're not in a place you want to be. You know, you can start saving minimally right now. Put away, you know, $5 a week or something like that, just so you get in the place that you want to be right. in. Even if you haven't heard of yourself in your dream career, what are you doing in the meantime to prepare for that? Yes, you want to be at this level, but are you putting out your resume? Are you actively seeking jobs? Are you, you know, putting yourself in a position to go out and, and uh, find resources or find, you know, people who could be, a, um, you know, somebody who could be a mentor to, yeah. to get you prepared? Right now, like, are you doing those things? Or are you just saying, yeah. "Hey, I just hope it it happens for me one day." It's and that's not going what people to. do. They just think they want it to fall in their laps. And I like that you're saying, "Prepare." It's a season to prepare as well. Like that's right. faith without works. If we just sitting around saying, "You said you're gonna give me that job, God, where is it?" Hello, that's it. And so moving out of preparation, uh, I think. I was going to say, Brenda, that I thought that preparation was great because a lot of times we're not even prepared for the things that we're waiting on. True. We're prepared for True. the husband. We're prepared for what it's going to be a wife. And so we we want a lot of things. At the end of the day, we're still not prepared for those things. And so I like that you started out with preparation. Mm -hmm. um, I used to give this quote that I learned from um, Cynthia James. I think she's one of the um, one of the teachers at um, at the Potter's House where T.D. Jakes is, and she says. Um, uh, preparation is never time wasted. And so That's with it. that, I think that we want things, but we don't want the necessary to be prepared for them. And we do get things like the husband, when we do get things like the children, when we do get things like the job, because we're not prepared for it, then we end up sabotaging it because we we hadn't take out the we hadn't taken out the time to prepare ourselves for the real the real trials that comes with a husband the real trials yeah. that come the real trial comes with our children and so we end up sabotaging it mm -hmm. and then say that you know because a lot of times it's really not always that it didn't work out sometimes it's because we didn't know how to be the person we needed to be Ooh. in that that promise that we're walking in so in other words when i'm saying you can mess up your promise you can mess right. up your promise not being prepared so i Ooh. that you started out with preparation i thought that was awesome because we have yeah. to be prepared for the things that we're that we're wanting from god and i also i thought about that you know we we look at we look at waiting in a whole different we look at it in a wrong way we look at waiting like um like it's gonna tear us apart and we're not gonna live through it but your waiting period in your preparation period need to be, look need to look more like winning than wearing you know, yeah. so when I look at my waiting period, because I'm in mature in some areas and I'm looking at this thing, I'm, I'm not worrying about it because I believe I'm a win in it. Yeah. And so That's I right. thank you for putting that on there. I like the preparation. Preparation is never time wasted. Never. That's a good point. That is so true. And I like that you said the winning piece as well, because that's the, the subtitle under a wait worthwhile is keys to making your waiting season a winning season. You know, like you said, this time is not a waste. This is a time for you to win yeah. later on when those yeah. promises are unfolded for you. 
So you you have to, to count this time as a blessing and not just sit around stagnant. Like, like we said, okay, yeah. I'll just get all in my lap. Like you can't, you honestly cannot do that. You can't do that. Um, and moving on from the preparation piece is the next part, which is pruning. And that's probably, that was probably one of my uh, favorite chapters. One of the favorite chapters in the book, because pruning talks about you personally shedding some things about yourself yeah. that you don't necessarily like to always uh, agree with or that you always, you know, can recognize right away. Yeah. You know, um, like I know for me, I was in a relationship and, you know, I was in one that I thought was going horribly and I moved into another relationship a couple of years later. And I thought that I had healed and then something mm -hmm. came up and it was and it, it kind of, you know, shook me up and made me feel like, you know, everything that I had dealt with in the past, I kind of mm -hmm. unleashed it on this person. And I realized in myself, I was like, did you really get over this oh, yeah. kind of stuff? Did, did you really take the time while you were, you know, single to make that time a, a, um, a season where you could prune yourself of some of the things you were going through? Did you get rid of all the bitterness you were experiencing? Did you get rid of the oh, anger? Did. did you get rid of the hurt? No. I swept it under the rug yeah. and then I dealt with something again that pushed that button for me. And there I was again in the same position because I hadn't necessarily dealt with it. And so pruning talks about ridding yourself of all those undesirable things that you've necessarily built up in this time. And, and we don't even notice it no. until we get in a situation. <laughs> we have to so be faced true. with something. Like, I'm still hurt about that. I, or, this is so true, Brandy. Because I, mm -hmm. you, when you said that, I'm like, I, I can personally say that 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 that's, that was me. You know, I'm thinking that I'm good. All of this, you know, hurt is behind me. I'm, you know, I'm grown. I ain't got time for all that. I'm a new woman. <laughs> and then you, somebody, I'm like talking to this dude, and one word triggered me, and I'm like ripping his head off. Like, no, nah, no, nah, you know, like to see the last person, and then when you finish, you're like, I acted a whole fool. And it wasn't even about that. <laughs> and we do. And we do. And that's and that's honestly because we haven't dealt with you know what it. We, we think we have. Right. I like the relationship part. Like, um, because a lot of people I know on the Facebook live can identify with relationships because it's a lot of them that a lot of them that are not married yet. I remember I went through my divorce. Um, my pruning season was was like one of my favorite too, because what I didn't know when I left out of my marriage, I didn't know that I didn't want to take anything else that I had in my marriage. I knew that I didn't want to take it to my future. I didn't mm -hmm. want anything that was connected to my past to go into my future. And so okay. everybody know that I am like, I am like proactive when it comes to counseling and, um, and going, getting you some help and figuring out things. And what I realized that um, what I did in, in my in my pruning time was I embraced what God needed to do in my life. There were some right. things that my counselor said to me, and I was like, "No way, I couldn't have that." But one of the things that we discussed in counseling was that I was uh, I was I had the spirit of control. Now there's different mm -hmm. parts of spirits of controlling, and mm -hmm. mine was the type that I would try. I wouldn't do certain things to prevent you from hurting me. Mm. So say, you know, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't do all the things you needed me to do or, or that you asked me to do because um, 
I was afraid if I did them all, then you will still leave and I will still be hurt. But the reality was I was hurt regardless whether I did them right. or not, because at the end of the day, I loved you. I married you. I wanted to be with you. And so when you go through those pruning things, it, it, they start pulling, God start pulling all the things that you didn't even know that was there. And so that mm -hmm. didn't start with my husband. That started with my daddy. And so yeah. what I did know is that I didn't want to take that into my future. And so that when I did date again, when I yeah. did have a relationship after I had been divorced, what happened was is that I knew that I was whole. I knew I was whole yeah. for two reasons. I knew I was whole because he wasn't the right person. So I had to leave the situation. And Amen. I knew that I was whole because everything that we had going on in our situation didn't have nothing to do with my past. And so I was I took the opportunity to, to allow God to prove me in a way that I knew that I was made whole. There you go. So that pruning is very, 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 very important. Like we got to be pruned. Right. Yeah, yes. and everybody got to be listen to her with this pruning process because see i think in my past i don't prune pieces at a time because i'm i'm always getting triggered so clearly i ain't been i ain't sitting and getting pruned i ain't doing the whole pruning process hey I'm, and I'm it, it happens to the getting, best of us let me tell you yeah it happens yeah. to the best of us I'm but sick. but again it, it looks deep within and a lot of times that pruning we try to point the finger at the other person well, he did this and yeah he made yeah. me feel this way and he cheated and did that well did you allow him to do that did you make him think that that was okay? Right. You know, were there things about you that made him want to seek out somebody else? Like, was your attitude bad? Were you, you know, were you snappy? You know, were you unpleasant when you were around his family or something that kind of pushed his person? Right. Like, look at yourself. You can't look at somebody else when you're prone. Right. Because again, like Mikey said, it looks deep within. It's taking a mirror to yourself and saying, okay, Lord, like, there are some things about me that definitely need to be changed. Because it can't be yeah. that I'm, I'm just meeting the same person or, you know, I'm, I'm meeting the same caliber of God over and over so and over true. again. At some point, you have to take accountability and say, oh, wait a minute. Well, I'm making these choices. And yeah. maybe talking is about me, me that I'm, I'm missing the word. Yeah, it's like, is it me now? Yeah. And then sometimes we don't even realize <laughs> yeah. we, we were like talking in a relationship. Brandy, you said something really good. You said something really good. Yeah. <laughs> Brandy, you said something really, really good. You said that that accountability to take accountability, right? So I went to counseling, right? And I was hurting, right? When I went to counseling, my my uh, counselor was the bomb. She was an older lady. She was a non nonsense type person. She was straight to the point. She used the word of God to make it, you know, to apply it to help me apply it to my life because she knew that the word of God was important to me. And plus, she was just a mm -hmm. she was a spiritual woman period. Right. She was a godly woman. But what, yes. what shocked me was is that when I went in her time, I, he cheated on me. He did such and such unto me and such and such, such. And she never discussed him. Hmm. She never hmm. brought him up. She never discussed. Hmm. We, to this day, we ain't never discussed him. Never. Because that, what happened in my relationship wasn't so much about him than it was me. And so when wow. you start looking in the inside and you start uncovering the layers of your pain and the layers of in your waiting season, in that pruning season, you realize that what 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 you needed to focus on was the things that you did wrong, the things that you messed up on and the things that you didn't make right decisions on. And she kind of that's kind of that's kind of how God does us when I think about the scripture in John. 
I think it's mm -hmm. John the 15th. They say God is the um he is the gardener, and what he do when he go in his garden, he begin to tuck and he begin to cut off those things yeah. that don't allow us mm -hmm. to grow. And that's the same way with our life when we're being pruned. God will come in our lives and come in our circumstances and come in our situation and come in our waiting season. And he begin to prune us and start cutting off things. And believe me, sometimes because we familiar with those things we've been living with all this time, what right. God does when he cut it, it hurt us. And so we mm -hmm. think because we're in a pruning season and it hurt a little bit that God is not in that waiting season, but that's not right. God is doing something in that waiting season. You know, you know, you got to have a little pain with your pleasure. Some things are they hurt, but then at the end, um, when you see the end, it come out to be really good. It's kind of like a woman that gives labor. In the beginning, she's in pain. She's feeling all her contractions, but in the end result, the end result, she didn't gave birth and she didn't forgot about all the pain. So what I'm mm. saying to somebody today, maybe you need to go through a little pain. Maybe you need to go through the little purging part and the pruning part and how God to cut some things out of your life. It's going to hurt at first, but then in the end, you're going to be glad that he cut off those things because you're going to be able to enjoy what Amen. you've been waiting on from God after yes. you come out of your pruning season. Amen. That's right. Look, don't get me up out my seat over here. I know, I know. I'm, I'm like, don't <laughs> This. You own it though. You you are definitely I'm on sorry. it. I'm gonna be quiet. I'm gonna be quiet, no, Brandon. No, no, no. no yeah. No man. Yes. I told you I really enjoyed your book. I appreciate that. <laughs> words, I girl. appreciate it. Yes, yes, I yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. And, and and I think that was why that was one of my favorite pieces because or one of my favorite chapters, I'm sorry, is because it had nothing to do with anybody else. It had, yeah. and it had everything to do with me and what I needed to do differently. It was literally, again, like taking a mirror to myself and saying, hey, you got to realize that some things that you're doing are, are not okay. And what are you going to do to change that? Right. And change is the, the biggest piece for us because a lot of yeah. us are willing to accept that there are changes that need to be made. We're not perfect. It's not, it's not always somebody else's fault. There are times when it's us. There you go. And when it is us, what, what do you do when it's and when it's continually you? What do you do? You can't just right. sit in there. You have to make some changes somewhere, or you're going to end up in the same position time and time over again. and over again. Right? That's so true. Yep. Um, right after that pruning chapter, guys, is um, persist. I'm sorry, Mikey. Go ahead. I was going to say, is it possible that we could say this, that we will always have a pruning season and in that pruning season, there will always need to, there will always be a need to change. When you was talking that you changed me, that we will always have, not just in a wedding season, but any season, there will always be this pruning season and there will always be a need for us to change, for, for us to be accountable, for us to look within ourselves, um, yeah. to make all necessary changes to our life there there always be an opportunity that we can take account of i don't think we ever get to the point where we don't grow in no season i think that in every season there will always be and i think that's the problem that we don't think that there will always be i think this growth and this, this preparation and improvement i think it's continuously you yeah, know because yeah. we totally. arrive to a place of perfection or a place where we're sitting or a place where we don't know, you know, like we're perfect. And so I think 
once we get that in our minds that hey this is the opportunity for god to do what he do best when he's in our lives that we will yeah. begin to always have a pruning season where we'll take accountability for something amen right for right. something that's almost like um those new year's resolutions you know the whole year will pass and then you get to the point it's december 31st and here comes here comes january 1st all right lord some things went wrong this last year and so there are some there's always something yes. you can change there's always something you can do to, to constantly improve and get better so you know i'm always very reflective i don't care if it's at work or if it's i'm or if it's you know with my daughter or whatever it may be i'm always asking what what can i do differently is there something i can change or you know how can i shift what i was doing last year and, right. and, and something new and innovative that i can do you know in the coming years there's like you said there's always room and that's good because i think it's good for young people to hear just at any age really to know that you know we should reflect all the time and i think it was I, I could be wrong so i don't want anybody to hold me to which president i think it was roosevelt but he he said that or whichever president it was, they said that um, they will pick a day of the week. So like Thursday, every Thursday, he would go over everything that he's done. Let's say Saturday, because that make more sense. Saturday, and he would go over his whole week, and he would write down and reflect on everything that he did right, what, could, what needed improvement. And he would just do a self-assessment on himself. So that means the next week, was going to be better than this week and when i read that i thought that was so like it was so activating it made you like want to just really put that into motion like who like designate a day and a time and stick to it consistently that i'm a self-reflect I, I can't i can't go to my next week without looking at what i did this week right so right. i thought it was good i still haven't um completely activated that but i want to i want to really <laughs> I, it's never too late. It's never too early, never too late to even start. I mean, you can start now and you could literally start this evening if you chose to right. decide, you know, um, next week, this is what I'm doing, you know, because we're closing out a week. So you could even look yeah. at this week and say, okay, here's some things that went okay. And here's some things I might need to change for the upcoming week, be it work, be it home. Yeah. Something I want to do. I want to like make set aside a specific time so I can make sure mm -hmm. that I'm doing it weekly. So I like yeah. it. I like the reflection piece. Yeah. I um I was jumping right on. I'm I'm moving fast over here, y'all. I got my my energy working. I'm I'm pumped up and you know ready to continue talking with you know our group about uh, the different chapters in the book and and the you know I look I'm overstepping my boundaries over here, Mike. You need a buzzer so you can just hit me and be like, hey, calm down, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah, this, this, this yours. Do your thing. Hey, I appreciate that, y'all. I really do. Um, but yes, yeah, so the next chapter after pruning is uh, the persisting piece. And we all know that to be, you know, the time where you have to push past adversity and push past the, the obstacles and things that are going to come your way. Because we all know it's sitting, it's sitting in a waiting season is definitely not the easiest thing to do. And there's going to be times where you succumb to the loneliness or you succumb to the idea of wanting a child. You start going about doing things your own way. All right, Lord, well, you're not busting with a man. I'm just going to get out here and just do, oh, well, he's not giving me a kid. I'm going to get up. Me and my husband, we're going to try and do it this way. Mm -hmm. and, you know, mm -hmm. 
freaking get this job. I'm gonna just go out here and do X, Y, and Z. And literally, you have to take the time to to push through those obstacles and say, yeah. Lord, if this is my goal, if this is what it is that I'm trying to do, help me walk in faith. You know, yeah. Help me to keep pushing and counting my blessings, even even right here where I am. Yeah. Because we know it's gonna be hard. You you have to push yourself daily. And I I find myself doing this by having a good circle of people around me, you know, that will continue to push me. Hey, I'm not having a good day. Um, hey, I, I just talked to my mom last night about my doctoral program. I was like, hey, mom, I'm I'm completely stressed. You know, there's so much on the table. There's so much going on with, you know, work and then school and then, you know, Blair doing her her work from home. And so all these, right. you know, mounds piled up on my shoulder. I'm like, well, I, I don't know, mom. And she's like, hey, think about your master's. Think back. When you were getting your master's, you were, you got pregnant, you pushed through, you you probably took a couple months off of school. She said, you you made it through, you, you're here now. Yeah. Why not do the same thing? Take yourself a mental break and then get yeah. back out there and get it done, but don't completely give up on the goal at hand because that's that's not yeah. what, you know, that's, that's not what you set out to do. You set a goal for yourself and it may mean that you need to slow down or it may mean that it's going to take you a little bit longer, but that's okay. Push through yeah. it. Anyway. If that means take Basically, like, she just wanted to... To basically, it's it's about taking you back to remember what he already done mm-hmm. and what you've already done. Mm-hmm. So if you mm-hmm. can have a baby and finish your master's program, she's saying, oh, you got this. Yeah. So that circle is important. Right. Right. And that's just like I think about a breakup. I, you, you know, they're all not the most pleasant thing you want to deal with at the time, but you got through them before. Push yourself through it this time. You're okay. Exactly. You've been You're lonely. Okay. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> you can yeah. push right through this. You've been without the finances that you want to have. It is okay. You, you can go. still push through this moment because you have things that you can remember. God gives us, you know, <laughs> he, he allows us to reflect back on things that we've experienced. Well, he doesn't give us those experiences for anything or he right. puts people in our life who've experienced things and they can give you that encouragement along the way too. To say, hey, I experienced that. You you got this. You can, yeah. you can keep moving forward. So I just, that that persistence chapter just allows us to, to remember yeah. to keep pushing ourselves. And I even included in that part, like some persistent steps where they can kind of write out, you know, what they're currently dealing with and how mm-hmm. they plan to persist, you know, through those times. And then what do they think that they have to come to grips with so that they can get closer to the end goal? Because mm-hmm. again, you know, it's, it's all about that reflective piece. It's all yeah. about being reflective throughout the entire time. And, and I don't mean this yeah. in any way, shape, or form possible, but, you know, this whole book is about self-reflection. And if you're not ready for that, <laughs> this is really not the book for you. <laughs> um, I, I have a friend who literally was like, you know what? I'm stuck in this one chapter because guess what? I, I, I have to change some things. I yeah. have not figured out what I'm going to do to move past this point in my life. So I can't even read the book because wow. the book is putting me in, in a direction where I don't know if I'm ready to go yet. You but have she to was be real. But she was she real was about it. it. And I yeah. appreciate her being real about it. She was. Yeah. So. And everybody's and, not going to be ready. So. And I like that you brought up that part in the yeah. um, persist chapter about how you had the, the steps and for us to write it out. It's like your book, the, the benefit of the book is it, so good because it, it's like a it's like threefold. It's like a three in one. You're, you're getting a, a it's like a, a self uh, a self help book that you can read. You you're also getting a workbook that you can work through your emotions and work mm-hmm. through the process. And then you get a journal. Then when you yeah. finish the book, you got you have yeah. somewhere to go and you can write about it. 
That's right. Yeah, so I like that. And they that's a teacher in me. Y'all gotta, you know. Look, Brandon, <laughs> say y'all getting all that for the low, low price of but the low low of, of fourteen dollars and zero cents. Hmm. Y'all get it all. Not even ninety nine cents. Because you could have said fourteen ninety nine. You said fourteen dot zero zero. Fourteen dollars. Fourteen. But you know what I you know what I like about that, Brandy, though? What I like about that, you put people in a in a different perspective because everybody's not right. Um, everybody don't know how to make themselves disciplined enough to write. And so in this book, I know when people read this book, they're going to have all kind of things like your friend was like, I can't move past this part because I'm stuck in this mm -hmm. one chapter. But what happens is that you have a lot of things that's going on in your mind. I'm a, I'm a, I like to write. So I like to write things down. I like to mm -hmm. remember what it is that God is speaking to me in that moment. And, and in your book, you give us the ability to do this because you can't read all this information and talking mm -hmm. about being persistent and how I'm going to move past uh, my uh, adversities without really thinking about okay what is, what is my situation i know i'm in a waiting season but this is what i'm going through right now so what i'm gonna do to push past this and allow the manifestations of the promise to to come in my life and so yeah. in your book, you give us the ability to think about the steps like we don't do too much thinking we want everything like a microwave we want everything mm -hmm. instantly and so in so your book it kind of make us slow down a little bit yeah. And think about where we are in our life and write down our steps, write down where we are, write down what, what you know, you know, because sometimes we might not understand why we're waiting until after God bring us out of our waiting season. But we get to write mm -hmm. all this stuff down so that we can be productive in our own life. We have to learn how to be productive in our own life. Like some mm -hmm. stuff you're going to have to sit down and you're going to have to deal with yourself. But what it That's is, right. you're worth it, though. You yeah. work dealing with yourself. Amen. You worth it. That's what the, the topic is. It's like you're worth it. You work God making you wait for some things that you're not ready for. And he's trying to make you prepare for you. You're worth it. You know, Amen. we don't think we're worth it because what we believe about waiting, we got to know that we're worth it. If I'm if I want a marriage and I want a husband, then I'm worth it to work on myself, to be the woman that I need to be first, the godly woman mm -hmm. that I need to be, and then to be the wife that I need. And so I need to be Amen. persistent in making myself. Sometimes the persistence is not just about, you know, keeping track of things. Yeah, sometimes that is about me being persistent in making myself change. Uh, one right. of the mm -hmm. things that we say, create your, um, we say on one of when we close is seek your own change. Why? Because you're the only one that can change. You. You're the only one that can work on yourself. You are. You know, of course, God is going to guide you and lead you, but you're the only person that can do it. And I think we just skip over that and we just want to just have all the blessings, have all the promises. And God said, look, um, the things that I want to bless you with, I'm not going to allow you to mess that up. So what I'm going to do is to, I'm going to put you in this season of waiting until you figure some stuff out. My daughter coach used to tell her, oh, figure it out. And so we're in this waiting season so we can figure it out. And in your book, we have an opportunity to write down what we're figuring out, what we need to do in, in all our different right. uh, points, pruning and preparation. And now 
persistency. Mm-hmm. You got it head yeah. on. That's that's exactly you know the direction. It's that's the ultimate goal is is to again develop you as the person. So that so that you do understand that everything you are experiencing is going to be worth it when you do receive the promise yeah. that God has for you. It's worth it. It really is. You're worth it. Yeah. If nothing else, you yeah. know, you're, you're worth this time that you're worth sitting. You worth with yourself. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. So yeah, we move right on from persistent right into praying. I think somebody needs to and pray. I got to do yeah. <laughs> I'm worth it. Yeah. Affirmations. I am worthy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm like everybody on this live. Every day. Yeah, everybody. You need to know that, that you're worthy. You not to declare those things. I'm worth it. Oh my God. I'm worth it to have a good husband. Mm-hmm. I'm worthy mm-hmm. to have the career that I desire. I'm worth it um, to walk in my best self, to have the yes. best confidence, to walk in my mm-hmm. own boldness, to come in a room and, and I can own it because I'm worth it. We need to be like that. We need to have that kind of love and passion for right. ourselves, baby. I'm I'm gonna wait, Brandy. I'm gonna write on. I'm gonna write on Mr. Right. Do you hear me? Because I've been through a lot of stuff in my life, and I know, I know I'm worthy. I know that I'm worth the wait. I know I'm worth waiting for. And not only am I worth waiting for, I'm worth making somebody else wait for me as well. So I'm, I just know that I am. I'm not going to throw in a towel. You know, I'm never too, I've seen people get married at 79. I, I got a long way to go. I know when I first got divorced, I'm going to be real transparent here. When I first got divorced, I got divorced in my late 30s. You know, I already had babies. They already stressed my shape out and all this other kind of stuff. And I was like going in my going in this divorce season, like, okay, can I really do this? Can I can I still can I really start over? And I start thinking about because you know, when you go to that part, I had to look in the mirror sometimes. And I and you know, yeah, he might have cheated on me, but girl, look at her. I, I think I look all right. So I'm gonna wait on it. I'm going to wait on to the perfect person to come in my life and be what he needs to be in my life so that we can go back in the destiny that we designed to walk in. Because you know what? I look at myself and I know that when God made me, he fearfully and wonderfully made me. So I didn't got all hype about this thing because I believe this thing for myself. I believe that I am really worth a man coming in my life and loving me like the, uh, like Christ loves the church. I'm going to tell this to somebody tonight. You are worth that. You worth not giving yourself away to these uh these clowns that don't have no love for you let that be the last time you give your clowns and they don't have no love for you you have love for yourself and don't allow them to change your definition of love because you hmm. worked that kind of love when he hmm. died for you he died because you was worth that kind of love i'm right. that for somebody on right. i'm worth right. it somebody needs to yeah. keep saying that to themselves yeah he left but i'm worth it Oh, right. Brandy, you can't tell right. every time she says she worth it, she kind of do a little roll. Them hands. Them hands, baby. Oh. That's how you know you know. Come on. The hands. Baby. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to add this to what you said, Mikey, because not only not only are we worth it, it's it's worth it for you to walk away from anything that does not serve you in, in the direction that God is having you go. So you can, meet, you can meet somebody. And it can it can very well be oh this is this is cool you know I like how this is going but yeah. the minute that you see that it's not worth it for you to stay in that don't be afraid to walk away don't stay in something you know for the sake of settling that's yeah not, that's not yeah. you didn't waste all this time getting prepared and pruning yourself for somebody to come in 
and it just be, oh, this this is it. This, oh, wait. Look, this not what I this not what uh-huh. I signed up for. No, so you know, and, and, and figure that out. Figure that out early. Have that ask God for discernment early, you know, so you can understand if this is somebody that you're supposed to be entertaining or even involving yourself with. And if he's showing you very clearly that it's not, don't be afraid to walk away. Because yeah. you are worth it. And you spent this time getting yourself together. Girl, you dare not let somebody come in and strip you of all those things. You know? Right. Amen you to that. So, yeah. Look, God, she got me on. Uh, yeah. It, we, I, we, we all want to work our hands, honey. We worth it. Yes, I'm ma'am. Let her back. I'm worth it. Yes, I'm to get this bang going. Yes, ma'am. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all. So like this, this next part was definitely um, one of the most intentional pieces in the book for me, this next chapter. And it was about uh, praying. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned in there how I read this devotional called um, Dangerous Prayers um, mm-hmm. in, on the Bible app. I do a lot of devotionals within the Bible app. I do them with my little Bible study core group. I do them with friends. It's sometimes I just do them by myself and mm-hmm. I just really get in tune with the word and and applying it to situations that I'm dealing with at the time. And this one is said praying dangerously. Um, it just talked about getting real with God mm-hmm. and really and truly not being afraid to tell him what's on your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times we think, oh, I can't tell the Lord that. I can't tell the Lord, hey, I'm struggling. I This hurts me and it pains me to be in this season of my life. And some yeah. people think that they can't have those real conversations with God, but I'm going to go ahead and bust your bubble and just say, hey, he already knows. Yeah, <laughs> you're not hiding anything from him by not expressing to him how you feel on the inside. He right. knows your hair on your head from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. Amen. He knows those things about you. So you may as well use this time to tell him, hey, Lord, I'm struggling with this. I could really use your help in pushing me in this area. Push me to do this Lord. push me to do that. Every I'm crying, Lord. I'm lonely. Yeah. I, you know. I'm tired of being without the finances that I need. I'm tired of being in just a, this job, that job, the other job. Lord, I'm tired of experiencing these miscarriages. You know, if that's yeah. if that's your your weight that you're waiting to have a baby, you know, if that's you, Lord, I'm I'm tired of that, and it hurts me to, to experience this over and over again. He can handle it. You know, you yes, you can yes, tell him yes. he can pray dangerously. You know, and then just I like, just a, mm-hmm. I like that. And that part even has a part where you can pray, and it gives you like a scripted prayer where you just kind of fill in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Already sets up the dangerous prayer for you to just allow you to plug in the bits and pieces and how they relate to you. Right. So praying dangerously and, and really just asking God to place, you know, yeah. His desire in your heart. You know, Lord, what is Your will for me? I know I, I keep asking you for this and I keep asking you for that, but what is it that you want from me? Right. I keep and asking you for somebody rich, like, but yeah, we maybe we don't maybe always want to hear what about rich. Hmm. That's right. Look, I'm I'm, I'm starting. (laughs) But I I, I like the the word dangerous prayer. And I I, want to go, I'm going to find their uh, reading plan on the Bible Mm -hmm. app because the word dangerous prayer stood out to me because I think about a Mm -hmm. dangerous prayer is like we pray, you know, we'll pray, we're in a situation and we'll pray about it and we kind of skate it, you know, where Lord Mm -hmm. forgive me or help me out of this. Um, Lord, I That's know it. I shouldn't be doing this. 
But I remember a time where, you know what, I was like, he already know I'm going to talk to him real. Okay, so Lord, I know I ain't been really saying what I'm, what, what I want you to deliver me from, but I know I shouldn't be talking to him. So Lord, and then I, I go in depth and I'm telling the guy everything I know he done already seen me do. And I'm like, you done saw it. He, he knows. I'm, I, so I'm going to talk about it with you. We just going to talk right now. He knows. You got to be transparent because like you said, and, and he can handle it. That's the thing. Yeah. He can handle it. But a lot of people shy away from those dangerous prayers because because you don't want what's going to come with what he's actually going to show you. You ask God, to, Lord, please show me this. Just, you know, open my eyes to this and incline my ears to this. But mm -hmm. when he actually, you're just like, did he really say that? Is, is this really what he want, wants me to do? Because yeah. I'm yeah. not ready for that. But you have to be ready. If, if you're going to go so far as to say, Lord, this, this is what I desire. You have your way, Lord, your will, not mine. You better be ready for what's coming next. Because these, yeah. these will definitely, you know, put it out there for you. So you have got to get, dangerous in your prayers and like you said don't just skate on Lord, forgive me for doing this and i know i you know those same routine prayers yeah. that we in the habit of saying and doing you you got to get out of that and you have to come boldly before him and let it be known what your requests are you know and, and he will make those things happen for you but they're going to be in accordance to his will not your own so you always have to add that in you know yeah. you can be praying for, like you said the rich husband but Lord, if if it is if it be your will lord then allowed this to happen you know what i mean so yeah, yeah that's where so the whole i'm gonna just go ahead and say y'all i would i was just using rich husband as an example because i'm watching <laughs> devious maids and i don't think i want a rich husband <laughs> yeah no i'm good yeah i was just giving y'all an example yes lord look lord making making six foot a taller lord with a with a beard lord that's my prayer he can't, Lord. Mm -mm. Do, do what you want to do, Lord. I, I can't. Do what you want to do. Let, let him be stable, Lord. Let him be stable. Let him be stable, Lord. Let him let him be a man after your heart, Lord. At this point, just you know, come on. Because at this point, you know, having the things that we desire is not necessarily the best things for us. Right. Because we don't, we sometimes we don't know what you want. But I, I need your interior yeah. to be yeah. right. So true. Interior and you know so, what, yeah, Randy, that's... what I'm now too, because I remember a time in my life when uh, there was a time in my life when I back when I was younger, I thought about um, mm -hmm. uh, this section of prayer that I remember because I was so ashamed. Uh, and I believe I was in a waiting season in that time because I remember I came back here to Texas, I couldn't find a job. I had a baby uh, at the time. My ex-husband was still in the military and I got here and I had so many things that I felt that was so wrong about me, you know, mm. and I, I wouldn't even pray because I was afraid of all the things that I knew about myself. And so mm. I allowed what my mistakes and who I thought I was in my mistakes to keep me from praying. And so I'm glad that you put prayer because I, I love prayer. That's I, I pray. I, that's my favorite thing besides worshiping. And I want to tell somebody out there, don't stop praying because you made a bunch of mistakes. Don't that's even good. stop praying because you in some mistakes right now. Yeah. So if there's somebody on here in some situations that you have not yet been able to free yourself from or uh, uh, to get out of, don't stop praying. Continue Amen. to talk to God. I know that some of the churches will tell you not to talk to God and 
you know, uh, one of the biggest things that I, I I didn't like growing up is to watch a, a young teenage girl come before the church to admit that she's with child. And so yeah. that made that messed up the perception of what God wants from us. I'd rather for you to continue to talk to God and not talk to God at all. So if you're in a situation right. in your life right now where you feel like the shame and the guilt of your situation is keeping you from God, I'm going to encourage you to keep talking to him. Keep talking to him um, just like I'm talking to you. Just every day, just continue to continue to with him, to have a communication him. Don't allow what you're going through because God already see everything. He already know who you are, but then yet he still died for you. Still yeah. yet he still chose you. All the things that we done done in our life, all, you see us, we're not perfect. We we came with a lot of baggage. We came with a sin. We came with a lot of everything. Hmm. But you're looking at us because God still chose us. He still had a plan for us. And we Amen. just did not allow ourselves in our circumstances or what we did to disconnect us from God. I'm still here because I made a decision that I didn't want to disconnect from him. I want to keep Amen. talking to you. Yes, I'm shame about what I did, but I want to still talk to you because I know that your love for me is past my guilt and my shame. And so mm -hmm. if there's somebody on here that's dealing with praying, not because you don't want to pray, but you're too shamed to pray, I want to encourage you to talk to the Savior. He can save you out of any situation. He's just not a salvation of uh, 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 for you know our souls, but he'll, he'll save us out of circumstances. He'll save us out of the wrong mindset. He'll save us out of uh, thinking our perspective. He is our savior of our life. He is Lord. That means ruling master over our whole life. He want to save you out of Amen. something that you're in right now, so don't stop talking to him. Continue to talk to him in prayer. Amen. Brandy, you get that little church, uh, you shook that little church shake. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Mike, Mike gets me going. You know, I just, but yeah. it is so true. It's, it's so true. And if you think about, think about if somebody was having these conversations with us when we were younger, like, yeah, you know, I don't really consider myself to be too much of a young lady, but if I just had some of these conversations with people, or if I heard somebody saying, it's okay to, to say this and it's okay to do that. It's okay right. to admit that you're wrongdoing and it's okay, you know, to, to bring these things before God. Like think about how much how much better we would have been rather than being shameful and trying to hide, there you know, go. what was going on. We would have just, you know, kind of put it all out there on the open and then open that door for him to come in and allow his grace and mercy to just cover us in a way that just, you know. And healing. Think about how, yes. how soon people could have can could have received their healing. From situations that they were bound in because of shame. If somebody way back then could have came to them and reached out to them with their transparency and said, hey, you know what? I went through the same thing. And mm -hmm. like he did it for me, he can do it for you. Right. Right. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, the last two chapters kind of get... Um, heavy into scripture. One is uh, pressing into his word and then the last is the promises. And so when you pressing into to God and, and into his word, that's that's where I was talking about just seeing, you know, different characters within the Bible who already experiences experienced these things. It's almost as if and using the promise piece too, it's almost as if God knew we would experience this in our lifetime. 
He knew it was right. going to come one in time where where we would be stagnant, where we would be, you know, struggling with certain things in our lives. And he said, hey, in my word, I'm going to give you something applicable that you can have. Here's a, a Bible character that has experienced this. And so when, when they go through it, look at their story and see how that panned out for yeah. you. And I talk about Habakkuk and his way and and then going into the promises. And I lay out several different scriptures. It's almost like I said, it's almost as if God just had, he knew. He, yeah. he knew this is where some of us would be. He knew this is something that we would be struggling with at this time. And he just said, hey, here, here's my word. Here's something that's going to carry you and, and comfort you in that time when you feel like you just want to throw in the towel. Yes, you are here. Yeah. But my, my, you know, my, my, my word is here for you to stand yeah. on in this moment. Stand on my word, but believe my word to be true. Amen. And no, I got you. Every, everything that's happening for yeah. you right now, you know, I, I, I'm allowing that to happen for good reason. Yeah. For good yeah. reason. There, there, there's a sole purpose in why I have you right here. And while I have you here, come on into me, you know, yeah. get into so my word. Get in, get in tune with what my word has yeah. to say. Yeah. You know? And that's that's really yeah. how it concludes. You know, it's just, it, it allows us to press into him by giving us some examples and then it allows us to have some scripture because there's going to be times when you want to be able to pick this book back up i pick it up all the time anytime i feel like i'm struggling mm-hmm. with the weight right now lord let me run to this the back here and, and read a couple of scriptures and, and just see you know get myself yeah. back on track because it happens that's why i said that adversity you have to push through it it's, it's gonna happen time and time again until you deal with it completely so i like that right. that i could provide a point of reference in the back of the book for Mm-hmm. to read and to say hey here's god's word if, even if you're not picking up the bible guess what in the back of this book yeah i'm just going to drop some nuggets in there for you here it is yeah i like <laughs> here that. it is. it's like hey mm-hmm. if you're going through a wait i got some scriptures come on you can just come right. yeah. my book up and you can read it and I, right. what i like about god's word is that it's no situation even in 2020 it is new no if, Nothing you, if you dive into that word you'll realize that Folks is going through the, some of the same situations, you know. Yeah. The, yeah. Look, uh, the context may be a little different, but the situation's still the same. Most definitely. So this Most word is still definitely. true now, and I, I, I like that. Um, I like that reference. And uh, let me see. We done went an hour, but I, I know we after. I enjoyed you going over your, um, going over the peas because the peas were so prominent we needed to talk about those mm-hmm. so i don't mind i don't i know like mikey said we want to go wherever the lord you know moves us so sometimes we have to you know move time out of the way because everything that you said tonight was for somebody's uh hearing they needed to hear they needed to know that it's a book available to them that they can read in their waiting season they can understand what their waiting season is and because right. um, and then I also because I wanted to highlight because I want to let I want people to understand that this book was really read by us and that we really took this information in and let it absorb in our spirit. So right. I have some points that I had I highlighted that I wanted to bring up that, um, you know, the whole book stood out. But some, some points I just wanted to bring to some of the people that's watching Um where she talked about comparison and I like that she said that comparison is like a thief it tends to steal the happiness of your life and suck out any energy you could possibly exert towards accomplishing your end goal the thief part is why I highlighted it because people don't 
realize that when you start looking and comparing yourself to people, you're still you're that comparison became something that stole your joy, mm-hmm. that stole your passion, that right. stole the glimpse yeah. of what God revealed to you. Yeah. So I like the word thief. And then um yeah, yeah. I, I like where you said um what if I put a bug in your ear and told you that this season you're in is a direct reflection of the areas needing personal attention. I'm like, wow. Okay. So I'm in this season and the stuff that I'm seeing is actually reflecting what I need to work on. So I'm in this season anxious. That's God saying you need to work on that. I'm in this season fearful. God saying I can't have faith in fear. You know, so that I love. I have right. I have a few more, but I want if Mikey wanted to go because I don't want to just be taking up all the time talking. <laughs> I don't know why you gave the mic to me because you already know how I get when I get excited. Um, I I, I, I had so many. I don't even know which one I want to talk about. But yeah, but. I'm not going to be long. I did want to go back to where you was talking about the press and the promise. Like that blow me away. I am a God word girl. I I think I know you You know, people tell me all the time, you say you love everything. Well, I might do, but uh, I really love pressing towards God's word. The Bible says that men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out the mouth of God. And I know there's been some situations where I was buried alive and it was mm. the word of God that dug me out. And I don't know who that's for tonight, but if Come you're on. going through anything in your life and you feel like life or waiting or whatever you, wherever you are in your life, have buried you alive, you got to connect with the word of God. You got to press into the scriptures so that the scriptures can actually begin to take the dirt off of you. Some of our Amen. dirt is, um, is um, embarrassment. Some of our dirt is shame. Some of our dirt is guilt some of our dirt is uh, abandonment rejection whatever that whatever dirt you're carrying right now the word of god will give you a life to live out through live out through the dirt you you're out live the dirt and so i like that and i like the promise so when you get to the word of god not only do it give you life and it give you life more abundantly to live in your waiting season but there are some pussies that was connected to the word of god I like promises. I love promises of God because that means that if God promises, I'm going to actually see this manifest in my life. It's not something that's going to be uh, a cliche. This is something that's going to actually happen in my life. And so if God right. tell me that um, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mind up with wings as eagle, they shall run and not be rude, they shall walk and not faint. That means that I'm going to be, which is going to bring me to my own corner of the book. It's going to bring me to, I got some fight in me. He said, yeah. here, here I am right now fighting through my, my waiting season. And I wrote down on here, what is your fight? I'm right here fighting in my waiting, through my waiting season. What is your fight? I like, I'm a, I'm a fighter. Time I was fighting on the street that I was going to actually be a fighter on my knees in prayer and in war. But I have some fight left in me. I know that what I'm looking at in my waiting season don't look like the promise right now, but I got enough fight in me to keep on fighting this thing out, to keep on waiting this thing out, to continue to be persistent. Here I am right now 
fighting through my waiting season. Somebody need to get their fight back. Same. Somebody need to put on their gloves yes, and ask God through the books of Son to teach my kids to war. Because Amen. what I didn't do, I didn't come this far to lose my battle. I didn't mm. come this far. I worked it's the winning fight. So I'm gonna get back in this ring. I'm gonna take some of these blows that I'm gonna I'm gonna get and I'm gonna give some blows. But what mm. I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna get out the fight. Mm-hmm. I'm not Amen. gonna get out the fight. If you if Dell, if you want to fight me for my kid, here we go. I might have to wait a little long because I'm really? not gonna allow what I see to hinder what I believe. So I'm gonna stand and fight. That's I got right. my gloves on. What you talking about doing? I'm not gonna do. I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm not waving my flag. Yeah, I'm gonna still the fight. That's Girl. Right. I'm ready. Done. Come, come on. Come. You better ready come through. Got a camouflage on. She's ready. Right. She's sacrificing her dance on. I'm ready. Stand. Fight it through. Ready to go. Got yes. gloves. Let's do it. Fight it through. Let's Whatever it. it is, you can get through it. Fight. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and always Fight through know, your emotions. Fight through your abandonment. Fight through your rejection. Fight through your shame. It don't last. Always, yeah, it don't last our way. Trouble don't last always. It's just in mm-hmm. your right now. But when you discern your times and your season, you understand that your that your pro, that your promise gonna come to fruition. That you're gonna see it in the end. Stay in the fight, no matter what it is. Stay in the fight. You got what it takes. I don't care what it's. I don't care how you feel about the situation. You got what it takes. Stay in the ring. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight and know that you're gonna win in the end. Stay he always ring. calls us to triumph. He does. Yeah. It ain't about you, boo. He don't cause you to triumph. Get back in that ring and fight the good fight of faith. I'm telling you what I know. I didn't have to fight. I didn't been knocked down sometimes. But yeah. I stood hmm. back up. Somehow I, I got a hold of him right and I pulled myself up. Huh. Back in the fight. I had to swing at some air sometimes because I missed some. Talk about but it. I got back yeah. in the fight. I'm yeah. only here today because I got back in the fight. I'm not able to tell you what I know to be true is because I did not get out the fight. I'm still in the fight. I done had some fight with sickness. I done had some fight with self-esteem. I done had some fight with divorce. I done had some fight for my children. But what I didn't do, I didn't give up. I stayed in the fight. I wasn't mine. No, no, but he just needed to use me in the fight. Come I'm on. a vessel. That's he right. just needed me in the fight. That's why Come he on, said, David. teach my hands to war. Amen. Teach my hands to war, God. Because I'm, I'm not going to give up. I'm not what I see, I believe. I believe that you're gonna bring me out. I believe after this waiting season, my promise is gonna be yes and amen. That's, That's right. what I believe. Man, right. Get your fight back. Hallelujah. Man. Y'all heard that? Get your fight back. Get your stance. Man. Get your gloves. Get everything all your stuff so you can jump up in that ring. <laughs> Cause guess Ooh. what? Jesus is your coach. What, what's the people that that um when you boxing the little person behind you? Is it your coach? Yeah. Your trainer? Yes, what it is. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, the trainer over there. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. getting That's your right. Every yeah. time you get knocked down, and he always told me, keep the feet moving. Keep the feet moving. Keep the feet moving. That's right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to keep moving. You got to keep moving your feet. Measure doesn't mean that you're still. That's right. So if you're still waiting season, I'm telling you to get up and move around. You can be still waiting. Mm-hmm. It's still moving at the same time. Somebody needs to get that in their spirit. You can still be waiting and still moving because you're productive. That means you're producing something. Move your feet. Amen. They can't hit a moving target. Keep moving. <laughs> in your wow. season. 
Wow. Amen. Minister Mikey on look, that. that. Look, Amen. That makes you want to just drop the mic and right. There it like, is. hey y'all, pass the pass the collection plate. We done did pass it. Here it is. <laughs> Baby. Get this, this benediction and we're gonna get out of here today. Yeah, we ain't gonna hold you long. There you go. Mm -hmm. And so Brandy, uh, real quick though, it's three, it's three more. Okay. And so the other the next one was the chapter six where you talk about press and you give the the um kind of like what the chapter about and you say mesh and get in tune with God to better understand his promises. Mm -hmm. Getting in tune with God, you know, I, I underlined it. I was like to mesh, meaning like come together. Mm -hmm. Get in tune. Cause sometimes we 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 beating it, we at we yeah. going at our own beat or uh, drum yeah. however the saying go and it's just to get ourselves in tune with his rhythm what he's trying to right. do so that mesh i loved it because i'm like sometimes we we so yeah. we, we do so busy doing our own that we don't even realize that we out of sync with what god is doing right and i'll yeah. tell you this much he'll he'll keep bringing you back down yeah. to your feet until you decide that that you are going to mesh into him he yeah. let you go about your way. You have your free will. You can do this. You can do that. Yeah. But I'm gonna keep bringing you back to me until yeah. you understand yeah. that this is what you need to do. You you have to press into me. You have to mesh your life into mine and get more in tune with me. Otherwise, you're gonna end up in the same predicament. Yeah. And over. Right. You have having to, to realize that yeah. you depend that he's your de yeah. you're dependent on him. Right. And um. So the next one was yeah. Um, Abide was, and I do. Yes. So the next was um don't let what physic what you physically see distract you from what he said. So that's you know how Pastor yeah, um, yeah. Epps when he preached, I think it was like about two or three weeks ago, and he said, uh don't oh god, I had it in my head. It was like um faith is faith is was not what you see. What you see is not faith. So he was basically mm -hmm. saying, "What's in front of you, that's really not faith. If you if you if you mm -hmm. praising what you can see, then that's not faith because faith is is the things that haven't even happened yet, and yeah. you are already excited right. about it. Right, right. So it's, I, it's, it's just hanging on to what what he says he's going to do. I have faith. I believe that what his word is true. He's going to make these things come yeah. to fruition, even though I can't." I can't see it. I'm, I'm I'm still believing. Yeah, yeah. I'm still believing that it's going to happen. I, I don't see a mate right now, but I have faith in my heart that that's going to happen for me. I don't see a child, you know, you know, stirring up with me. I'm I'm, I'm struggling with the, the miscarriage, I but I still have faith that God is going to do that for me, even with my finances and with my career path. I still know and have faith yeah. that God can and will do those things for me. And the thing about it is, we have examples from what He's done for us in the past, and yeah. that serves that serves as that platform that we can stand on to say, hey, he's done it for you before. He's even done it for this person over here. Surely right. he can do it for me. Exactly. Surely he can. And that's, yeah, that's that faith in, in action. Like you said, that activating the faith in, and making sure that you stand on those things even when you can't see it. Yeah. And it may take a while that's before you see it. It may, it may right. take some time before you see right. that, but, but still standing on that promise. Still and that's when faith is really um when you really have Amen. to activate that Amen. faith when you when you ain't when you don't see it and you can't even see it in, in your in, in, far down the road. Mm -hmm. It ain't it's no no evidence that it's ever coming. When you're right. trying to figure out the how, when, and what, he, he said, Don't right. worry about that. Right. The logistics of how I'm gonna do it is not your concern. I said I'm gonna do it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
And so my last one was um, walk yeah. without daily in your actions, responses to your circumstances, and even your reactions to the lengthy process of waiting as a whole. So what I put in parentheses is responses to your circumstances. Oh, everybody needs to get that and hear that. How we respond hmm. to our circumstance is being is being watched, you know. Yeah. So not even right. not only is God paying attention to how we respond, but the people around us. As when we started out, we started out talking about if we the only Jesus people see, they're watching how right. we respond to a situation when it happens. Yeah. So we acting right. a fool right. like there is no God. Then how hmm. do we even lead them to the God we act like don't exist when we fall apart? Right. And I'm glad you said that part, Misha, because it brought me back to the quote that yeah. is at the journal that says your weight may very well be the book that somebody else needs to read. Somebody, somebody yeah. needed somebody needed to see our yeah. examples tonight. Somebody, yeah. somebody needed to know. Somebody needed this because, again, th this is all the book that yeah. they ever needed to read in, in our examples, yeah. in our experiences, in our transparency. You know, somebody needed that. Amen. And they needed to know that it's okay to be there. It's okay to be at this point in our life because we're not bound to where we are right now. Again, mm -hmm. having faith, things are forthcoming. You know, yeah. things things are forthcoming for us. And so, um, man, I could really talk about this all night, y'all. I really could because I just, uh, just uh, walking and, and living and breathing the waiting season day in and day out, you know, it's just kind of pushed me in a totally different direction spiritually and as a person, you know, people you know, would, would swear some other things were going on in my life, but it's just like, no, again, I'm, I just have faith that he's going to do it in his time. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm doing you know. That's really and his time I'm. is perfect timing. So mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's perfect timing. So people, again, like you see the topic at the bottom rolling by, I'm worth it. We're saying you're worth the wait. You're worth somebody mm -hmm. waiting on. You're worth it, it's worth passing opportunities that's not right to get the right opportunity to get to get your Absolutely. promise because there, you know, the stuff mm -hmm. that we pray for, the enemy hears it as well. Yeah. So he'll send something mm -hmm. that looks just like what you asked for, but Ooh. it's a slight difference. And if you ain't meshing and tuned in to God, you you'll mm -hmm. turn around and think that thing is what you asked for. But when, yeah, exactly. you turn, when you tuned in, you realize, yeah, oh, yeah. see, that's a fake yeah. version of my yeah. promise. <laughs> and I'm gonna get that counterfeit out here. No yeah, yeah. yeah. we're my highlighter <laughs> is so I can run it through this hundred dollar bill. This ain't real, girl. Okay, <laughs> you look, hold on to the light. Let me connect it with a counterfeit joker. Yeah, so it's the, it's the, it's what it is, and in, in, in your waiting season, what you realize is, I have realized. Is that he's all I need. That's mm -hmm. mm -hmm. the best thing that I can pull. Yeah. Is he's yeah. all I need. When I want to attach yeah. everything else to it and say, okay, what about my friends? You know, what about this? What about my job? And what about, okay, no, it ain't what about nothing. If everything was to fall apart, he, everything I need, I already have, and that's him. Mm -hmm. And even if he never provides those things, he's still good. Yes. yes. Even, even if I'm sitting here and I'm waiting yeah. and this is, I yeah. never yeah. decide to get married. Can, can you be okay with that? Because yeah. that's ultimately his will for your life. Yeah. You know, you still have to be okay with that. You still have I, to be okay with that. I used yeah. to always say, because I had my kids so young, 
Um, and I didn't, you know, I was I wasn't married. I, my my dream was always to get married and have kids with my husband. I wanted to see what it felt like to do it the right way. And I used to mm-hmm. always say that I want to see what it feel like to do it the right way and raise my kids for somebody. And we love each other. We love our kids. We parent together. Yeah. But I'm 40 and I don't want kids now. So that mean that wasn't a part of his plan unless I just turn around and be old with a baby. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I I had to get okay with that because there was a point I wasn't okay Terrible. with that. And I felt it was unfair mm-hmm. that I couldn't live that life. But I had to realize yeah. that I had to be okay with it. If I if I don't yeah. get married and have kids by somebody, you know what? I was able to co-parent with my mom. She she was my right. co-parent. She helped me raise yeah. them. And how many people can say they had that experience? So I had to find yeah. out. I had to look at what I did have, not what I didn't have. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You got to count those blessings. Count those blessings. Yeah. You know, we kind of look at that. We kind of look at other people's stories and we want to embrace other people's stories. Um, and we have to be comfortable with our own story. Mm-hmm. And and with every story that comes tragedy, it comes uh, heartache and, and breakups. But then there's also love and victory and all those good things. You know, it's kind of like that, you know, that scripture that says that he'll make all things work together for the good. That means he's going to take the ugly the unattractive, the the stinky, the nasty stuff, and then he's going to bring together with the good stuff, the smell goods, and all that kind of stuff, and he's going to mix it all together, and at the end, it's all going to work out for you. What I've learned, what I've learned in my life, when um, to not regret what I've gone through, but to embrace it. Why? Because when God comes in your life, and he do the things um, that he know his plans in your life, Everything that you thought you wanted after you received everything that God has for you, you forget about all those other things that you thought you wanted. And you can just it's almost like you living in, in, in the in the you living in the in the season of uh, milk and honey. You didn't mm-hmm. forgot about your Pharaoh experience. You forgot what mm-hmm. you had in Pharaoh's house. You didn't forgot all the things because now you're in the land where you're flowing with milk and honey, the things that you never had before, and mm-hmm. the, the the sweet presence of God and promises in your life taste good to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So don't even miss the things that you thought you wanted because mm-hmm. of the things that He has provided for you. And you be like, God, this is what you was gonna give me all this time, and I just spent all this time crying and weeping, thinking mm-hmm. that you know I knew what my life was gonna be for me, what what was yeah. gonna make me smile at the end of the day, what was gonna make me have joy at the end of the day, what was gonna make me have peace, and it's all this time if I just would have just not lean to my own understanding and acknowledge you, and you will direct my path. So I think I've learned in my life that I just totally embrace everything about me everything yeah. every part of my story i start seeing the beauty in it because now that i'm in, now that i didn't overcome a lot of things i look at it and say god you had all this figure out from the beginning anyway and so i didn't word myself amen. in my waiting season amen because of my perspective of my waiting season and now i'm out of it and i've been seeing all along that you was gonna give me the honey on the honeycomb anyway Same. Not the way that I thought she was gonna give it give it to me. So I didn't. It's not necessary that I had my husband first and my kids and all that kind of stuff. But the husband that I desire, you know, not the one that I married, the one that I desire, honey. Uh, it's not important to me when I get it, just long as I get it. 
Because when I get it, I know that I'm going to enjoy it a piece. It's going to be sweet to me. I'm going to be happy about it. And it's going to be something that I prayed for. It's going to be something that I waited for. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm in a waiting season. I don't know who I'm going to date because uh, I don't too much date. But, uh, a lot of people want to know why I'm single. I'm single because uh, I ain't going to marry no any kind of joker. I'm healed. I'm, I'm not wounded no more. I know what I want. I know what God is He's not going to give me possibility of, yeah, possibly, you know, it, he's not going to give me potential over promise. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Either you have it or you don't. You know, some people look at potential as a good thing. I had potential at first. Potential is possible, but it's unpromising. And so because I serve a God that's full of promises, I'm not going to settle for potential because I want promise. That's right. I want exactly what he has for me, period. Right. Right. Amen. Amen. That's it right there. Yeah, that's it for real. That was the <laughs> word on Thursday. Um, so, we, Brandy, do you want, I want you to give out um, all of your information for people to sure. get your book, get your social media handles, your website? Most definitely. So, um, on uh, Facebook here is just my first and last name, Brandy Epps. And um, Instagram would be Brandy underscore wholeheartedly. And uh, Brandy wholeheartedly is also my website, which is again, www.brandywholeheartedlyaltogether.com. Love it. And the book is available on both on my website as well as on Amazon. So if you search my name or the title of the book, you can find those things there. Uh, from my website, you can receive an autographed copy from me. So if you go that route, um, but Again, I posted this a couple of weeks ago. Like, I'm not in the business for fame. I'm not in the business to get rich off of these books. Really right. and truly, um, my my greatest joy is going to come from the transformation that comes from people who actually get the opportunity to read it and apply the things on the inside. So I am, Amen. again, very grateful and humbled to be in this position with you ladies tonight. And for anybody who was able to hear, you know, the precepts of the book and really get a feel for what it is about. But I, I truly encourage you to read it for yourself if you're someone who is in waiting or if you're just someone who knows personally, God has been kind of, he's been trying to get your attention yeah. for some time. This just may be that opportunity for you to go in and, and personally develop. He's, he's probably using, going to use this as a tool to get through to you in a way that he's been trying to for quite some time. So again, mm -hmm. uh, very thankful for you ladies. Um, I appreciate We're everything y'all done. You. You know, through this platform, I, I really and truly appreciate it. And if I could leave the young ladies, the gentlemen, whomever are watching um, with anything, it would just be that it is definitely worth the wait. So take the opportunity to personally develop yourself. Take the opportunity to grow spiritually and just see the things that God can bring as a result of doing so. Amen. Look, look at that. Look at how genuine. I'm so happy. You can go, Mikey. <laughs> I was just saying, I was happy she's here. I was just so glad to meet Brandy because I don't know Brandy. This is my first time getting to know her. And I just like everything about you. Of course, you're beautiful, but you're beautiful inside and out. And I just like just this whole little dynamics tonight. I, thank you for coming. Um, thank you for um, just showing up for, you know, for us. And we appreciate you. Yeah, most definitely. I told you, I told you, Mikey, she was gonna be a, a, a gem. So I'm so glad that our timing was able to we were able to link up and the timing worked and and the the title 
that that I, I picked for her is just so crazy how you went perfectly with your book. God is strategic and he's amazing. Yes, he is. So I know yes, that we've held um we've held up almost an hour and 30 minutes. So Mikey, do you want to pray? I told y'all to now. Now, I'm used to doing this on the radio. We go for two hours. So this, in my, in my time, I'm like, oh, I'm doing good. But look, Oh, no, I'm, you, no. Hey, you this, we, let, we let the Lord lead, and I'm so glad that we did because you yeah. ladies brought, you know, y'all y'all brought it out. You know, y'all y'all have me in tune with God tonight just like we needed to be. And I'm so, I'm so glad that his presence was here in this place and that we were able Amen. to hopefully reach somebody through you know, the message that we shared on tonight. So again, thank y'all so much. I hope so too. I believe so. I know <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. Well, look, um, as the guest, I know you oh, ladies like you. to leave your audience with thank something you. special on uh, the we, end, but sometimes you guess, y'all mind if I share with your, your guests on tonight? Please, please do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Go Sis. <laughs> Sis, be wise, have understanding, walk in wisdom, create your own boldness, and seek your change. I love it. <laughs> oh, I love it, Brandy. We love you guys. Thank you guys for standing on here with us. We're excited. It's just, you know, when you get good people, you have a good just a good morale. It's just feel good. You know, you don't have nobody on here just trying to, you know, just come with all kind of bad ways. And I've been in situations where that has happened. And so um, when you meet genuine people, it's just blessing. I want to thank yeah. all the listeners on today. Thank you guys for um, listening to us on today. I hope this was worth your while. Please make sure you get this book. It's just, just, Please. just, straight up principles to apply yeah. to your life to help you out to figure some things out while you're in your waiting season don't you know you can be productive in your waiting season Amen. you don't have to stay unproductive but you can be productive you can be developed so when you get your blessing when you get into your promise then you'll know how to handle it you won't you won't sabotage it so make sure you get this good wait worth while Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank you for um, Thank you. being here with us tonight. No um, problem. Thank you. Again. I do want. So, do you want to do anything else? No. Um, no I do want to close out with prayer. I don't know who's. Um, I do want to just do a quick prayer. Um, just to close out, because I don't want anybody. You know, well, I don't want to miss anybody. Um, and it's just always good to pray. And so um, I'm going to pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you on tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for what our ears have heard, heart has received. We pray, Lord God, that you give us the wisdom, Lord God, that we need in this season. That we have discerned, Lord, that I, that I, um, a promise is not a problem, Lord God. Even though, Lord God, we might be having issues in our promises, your promises are still yes and amen. We thank you, Lord God, because the things that are seen are only temporary. 
the unseen things are eternal. And so we're going to wait on you, God. We're going to wait till you move us to our next season. We're going to wait till you move us to our next level. We're going to wait on you, Lord God, because we realize, Lord God, we're worthy, Lord God. We know that we're worthy because you showed us that we was worthy when you died for us and when you uh, gave your life for us. And so, God, we want to say thank you all tonight. I pray, Lord God, if there's anyone standing in need of, I ask that you will minister to them, Lord God, that you will help them yes, in every God. way, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, that you will teach us how to stay in the fight. And if we lost our fight, God, we ask that you will teach us how to get our fight back. How yes, to get Lord. back in the ring and be persistent, Lord God, to be persistent in preparation, to be persistent, Lord God, in our pruning, to be persistent, Lord God, in our pressing, to be persistent, Lord God, even in promise, to be persistent, Lord God, as we uh, fight the good fight of faith, Lord God. And so we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for being good, kind, and merciful, Lord God. And God, we ask, Lord God, that you will continue to be with us, that you will be with us even now lord god in jesus name we pray we ask all things amen 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 praise god amen don't forget to vote <laughs> yes don't forget to vote <laughs> don't forget to vote get out there Ain't nobody vote. please don't <laughs> hey please. i like that <laughs> good good night, everyone bye everybody good night y'all Thank you guys for your time. Good night.